0: Before the children exit, I just—we just have a couple prayer requests this morning, and I want everybody to be involved because sometimes I think a child's faith is extremely powerful. We have actually two members of our church at the emergency this morning. Uh, Charlene Molker has had some daily IV treatment for an infection on her leg, and they still do not have it figured out, and uh, so she was there this morning for her typical uh, IV, and she's had some discussions with the doctors there. Um, we need to pray for her, because there's, it seems like the antibiotic gets so far, and then they can't figure out what's the next step. Is that correct, Adrian? It It... It kind of hits to a point, and then it doesn't get rid of it all, and it should. So we're going to pray for, for Charlene this morning. And then also, um, she sent Adrian a note because she was in there, and James went into emergency this morning. And James has been battling cancer, and he's been battling, and he's been battling hard. But it's trying to give him everything it's got. And uh, so he's had um, a difficult night or two, and uh, they felt they needed to go to the emergency because there's some uh, negative development there. So I want to pray for Charlene, and I want to pray for James. Amen? And uh, I'd like you just to raise your hands and children. I want you to join us as we pray. Because you can talk to Jesus just as much as I can talk to Jesus. And you can tell him, and he hears you just as good as he hears me. So when we pray and I say, dear Jesus, be with James, I want you to say, Jesus, be with James. Amen? Why don't we just pray together like that? Heavenly Father, I just pray for James. I ask for your healing to flood over his body. take over his bloodstream bloodstream. and cause his body to be whole. whole. Cancer, you must retreat. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. And we also ask God for Charlene. Charlene. Give the doctor's wisdom. Antibiotics, you work now. And I declare health to her now in your name. Amen. Amen. I love birthdays. I love birthdays. And, and I got to tell you, children, you may be dismissed. We have an amazing group of teachers and children. I love birthdays. And a few years ago, they changed the daylight savings time to the last weekend or first weekend in October or November. And I didn't realize it at first, but then I started to look, and I realized that one of those days was going to be November the 5th. And I don't know if you recognize it, but on November the 5th this year, Daylight Savings Times, you turn your clock back an hour, so I actually get a birthday of 25 hours. (laughs) It's like I've never seen it happen before for me, but it's like, wow, amazing. So I'm kind of pumped. I'm kind of excited. I see my mom and dad here today. I'm so thankful you're here. I love you. Thank you for coming. I'm going to tell a little story about my birthdays. Why is it so important? Because my mom and dad decided to have nine boys. And I was the sixth boy. And when you have nine children, you don't always get your own time. You you just... I mean, four children, it's, oh my goodness. Okay, somebody's been busy. Um, I'll just keep looking this way. But you don't always get your own day when you have a lot of siblings. I mean, I know my four children would complain and say, what about me? So as I grew up, my birthday was one day that was all about me. And if it wasn't, at least I thought it was. (laughs) And so I've kind of just, it just kind of keeps going and it keeps going. And so uh, I I kind of enjoy it and thank you so much. This is amazing. Um, You might actually make me preach shorter today. (laughs) You'd be amazed at what happens, what you can do to, to get the service to end sooner. Just bring a cupcake up and say, Pastor David, this is for you. Hallelujah. Are you glad to be in God's house this morning? I got to get this just a little bit out of, I might, I got to be careful I don't play with them. Hallelujah. Worship this morning, God was moving in a powerful way, and actually my wife almost shared a lot of my sermon, but this morning... God has put something on my heart, and it's funny, because I preached this sermon, or a similar, I preached from this passage about five months ago, and I try not to preach the same sermon too many times in a row, and uh, if I do, you would remember them, and you'd come to me and say, you know, you preached that two weeks ago. But this morning, I want to preach from a passage in Matthew, I've got a little bit of a is that me, Chris? Is that just me pushing hard with my. Okay. Um, if you can turn in your Bibles to Matthew chapter 11, I want to share with you a few thoughts. When Jesus came to earth, it was God coming to earth. It says that he, he, God took form, he took the form of a servant, he took on our form, and it was God walking among us, and actually what it was, was heaven was on earth. And as we look at Jesus, what we do is we get a picture of what heaven looks like, or we get a picture of how heaven is to operate on earth as we know it. And then he prayed in in Matthew when he taught the disciples to pray. And he says, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. The goal that God has is that heaven would be on earth. Or that earth would actually have the realities of heaven happening now. And when he prayed that, he wasn't praying it for the sweet by and by. He was praying for the nasty now and now. And so God's picture is for heaven to be released on earth now. That was a place you could say amen. And this morning as we were worshiping, one of the songs said the heavens were open up. I'm not waiting for the heavens to open. The heavens are open. You and I live under an open heaven. In other words, access to the Father, access to his abilities, access to his goodness is already there for us. I don't have to do something to make him happy. I have to come to him and believe what he has done and accept and receive what he has done. And as I study Jesus, I'm amazed at his simplicity, and I'm amazed at his complexity. He's profound, and yet he's simple. And the passage that I want to share with you this morning, I believe it's a, it's a powerful passage and at the end of the service, you're going to have an opportunity and I'm going to give you an opportunity to come forward to actually move from your spot, to come forward and just to spend a few moments with him. So I'm going to let you know already what's going to happen at the end of the service. And, and the, it's going to be an invitation for everybody to come forward. In Matthew 11, 29... And there's a number of words in this passage that I want to bring to your attention. The first thing I want you to see is that he's coming to give your soul rest. I find that interesting because sometimes we equate God with spirit. Because it says God is a spirit. But he has come to give your soul rest. What's your soul It's commonly referred to or defined as our mind, our will, and our emotions. In today's world, if you look at the news, the world is in turmoil. We have genius minds who can't figure out the sex between a boy and a girl, it's in turmoil. We have people who are educated, have been educated, have PhDs behind their name, and they don't understand how to navigate life. And we have all these pressures, and we have media and society that's putting pressure and pointing us to do this, do that, and, and behave in this way. And there's pressures all around us. And Jesus comes and in this passage, he comes and he just says, come to me. I just find that so simple. So this morning we're going to have, I'm going to share for a few minutes. And I'm going to give you some thoughts to ponder. But I believe every one of you here has something inside of you that's nagging you. And I'm not trying to be negative, but we're human beings. They're stresses, they're strains. It's interesting that the passage when he talks about, he says, Come to me, all you who are weary and carry heavy burdens. He wasn't saying you were sinning, but what he was saying is, there are things that you and I catch grab, get, take hold of, and sometimes if we're not careful, we just start doing it, and doing it, and doing it, and after a while, that weight gets on us, it gets on us, it gets on us, and this morning, I believe Jesus is here, is here to say, just come to me, just come to me. What does the word come mean? I found this interesting. It was so simple. It involves movement. When I say to my child, come, I don't expect them to stay there. I expect them to move. And that's why I said at the beginning... This morning at the end of this service, I'm going to give you a call and I'm going to give you an invitation to come. And the reason why I'm doing that is because I want you to actually exercise a verse or a principle in the Word of God that you cannot stay where you are and expect something to happen, but there's a coming And in that act of faith, in the simplicity of changing your position and coming, there's an action and there's an ability that opens up space for God to move and to touch. We get comfortable in our spaces. Uh, Adrian, you shared with me a number of months ago that you didn't want to sit in the third row anymore. And you might think that's funny But there was something inside of him that was drawing him. And actually, I saw a picture of you and your wife. Good to see you, Charlene. Awesome. We prayed for you. But I saw a picture of you that you were about six or seven rows back. So you've come forward. And what's happened is you've exercised the ability to come. And as you've done that, I'm speaking a little prophetically right now. Not a little. You can't just speak a little prophet. As you come, God's going to open up things for you even in a greater dimension. Revelation's going to come. Desires that you've had, you're going to start to see opening up. Dreams that you've had that you thought would never happen, you're going to start to see. And you're going you're to see steps to achieving or seeing those dreams happen. Why? I believe it's because your heart has says, I'm going to come. Come involves movement, to move towards. And then the words weary and carry heavy burdens. One of those is active and one of those is passive. Some of you here, some of us, we seem to take on things because you know what, I'm the person that needs to carry this. And I'm here to tell you that this morning you can come and you can lay that down and God can give you rest today. You say, well, what about tomorrow? Let tomorrow take care of itself. Some of you right now are saying, yeah, but God can't do that. Can you give him a chance? We sometimes make arguments and excuses for God not to do something before we even give him the opportunity to do something. I'm a parent. I know what it's like to carry things. I have loved ones. I see loved ones. I see other parents And I see and hear about their loved ones. God wants to take that pain, that anguish, that concern, that worry away from you. And He says, just come to me. Do you see how simple God is? It's so simple, He's just saying, come. Some of us are carrying weights. And it literally affects you physically. One of the aspects of the mind, the will, and the emotions is there are things that happen to you emotionally that affect you physically. And this morning, there's going to be an invitation for you to come and to lay that down and just to accept His rest. Rest. Here's some words that I want to give you a picture of rest. An intermi- intermission from labor. An intermission from labor. Does anybody, anybody interested in having a break? You know, that Kit Kat, give me a break, give me a piece of that. I mean, commercials, uh, just give me 30 seconds. God is here to give you an intermission, a break from your labor. In fact, if you look close enough, you'll find out that word not only means an intermission, it means a cessation. It means a complete elimination of. Sometimes I think we come and we lay things down, and I found this out myself, and then Monday morning comes and I just think that God isn't as strong as he was Sunday, so Monday I'll take it up for him. It's like, I laid it down Sunday, but this morning, Lord, it looks pretty daunting. You know what? I don't think you can handle it. I'll t- and we pick it up again. That word rest actually is the same word in the Hebrew that they use for the word Sabbath. And that God created, and then on the seventh day, he rested. It talks about refreshment. This morning, God's going to refresh some of you. In Acts 3, Peter is talking to the people, and and he's giving them a, a message, and he says that God... He's going to give you times of refreshing. It says times of refreshing in His presence. Is anybody here a candidate for some refreshing from God? I just want to make sure I'm talking to the right crowd. Are you uh, on the piano, Ness? Why don't you come? If you could play um, We Receive Your Rain. This morning, Pastor Winona shared, and she said it's a new day. It's a new day. Look at somebody and say, it's a new day. Today is a new day. You don't have to base your decisions on what happened yesterday. You can base your decisions on the rest that Jesus is here to give you. And this morning, I believe the presence of God is here. And there's going to be an invitation for you to come. And you might say, well, I can receive it here in my seat. I'd like to suggest to you that there's an aspect of faith that comes with respect to even a physical action. Why do we raise our hands? I know I surrender already because the Word of God says to raise our hands. It's an act of obedience. It's an act of faith. Jesus said, come. And when he said, come, what he was doing was he was taking them and he was moving them from where they were to where he was. So, this morning we're in a physical building. But I'm going to ask if there's anybody here today that you're overloaded, you're overwhelmed, you're besieged, you're freaked out, you don't know what's happening, you've got stress, you've got tension. You've got people that you're praying for that you don't know what else to do. You've got family ones that you're hurting for, that you're crying out for. There are things that you're carrying, that you are carrying. I want to encourage you this morning and I want to invite you this morning to come. And I want to invite you to come and to put your yoke down and to take his yoke And the amazing thing about a yoke is a yoke combined two things together. And Jesus was talking to them and he was saying, you know what? Don't do life alone, but do it with me. Take my yoke on you. So this morning as we have the worship song playing, I just want to open it up right now. If you want to come forward and to take your yoke and place it down and to receive him and to take his yoke, just come right now. We don't need another 30 minutes. And just come and to receive from him and to let your yoke go. And I'm going to speak words of life over you as you are here. Just start speaking out to him. Just start calling out on them. Just say, Lord, I'm going to give you my burdens. I'm going to give you my stresses. I'm going to give you those things that are causing me to wake up in the middle of the night. I'm going to give you my work situation that I can't figure out. I'm going to give you the troubles that I'm stressing out on. I'm going to give you those thoughts that I don't know what to do with. I'm going to give you that pressure. I'm going to give you the tension that is causing my soul to be at unrest. And I'm going to receive your reign, your rest. just receive it. Receive it. Just worship Him. Just speak with Him right now. You know those things. You don't have to shout them out. You can just talk with them, but lay them down. Say, I'm going to take this weight and I'm going to put it down and I'm going to take your yoke and I'm going to put it on me and I'm going to rest and I'm going to stop laboring in that I speak rest. I speak rest. I speak supernatural. I speak the supernatural outpouring of power, of peace, of grace, of might right now. I release that. Lord, as we raise our hands, Lord, we're just coming to you. I'm just going to rest in you, God. I can't handle this myself. I need your rest. I need your peace. You don't have to do. Just be. We worship you, Jesus. Oh, we worship you, Jesus. Jesus. Oh, I love you, Lord. You are so good to me. Oh, you are so good to me. I worship you, Lord. Oh, I worship you, Lord. I won't worry about tomorrow, Lord. But you are the one who takes care of my todays. Lord, I lay it down before you. I lay my stresses down. I lay my finances down. I lay those relationship tensions down. Lord, I lay down the concern over my loved ones. Lord, my heart, it aches for my loved ones. Would you take that from me? I lay it down, Lord. You do much better at it than I do. I worship you, Jesus. I worship you, Jesus. I worship you, Jesus. Amen. We're just going to keep this worship song playing. Hello, Pastor Sean. Would you just go and just lay your hands on people? Just pray. Amen. Amen. Just open up to receive. Hallelujah. 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 I want to give an instruction. And then we're going to pray and we're going to close. But this week, as you go about your duties this week, (laughs) something funny is going to happen. You're going to be put, seeds of doubt are going to come into you after what you you believe God has done today. And you're going to go, was that really God or was that just a feeling? Did he really touch me? I'm here to tell you, yes. But you have to battle for that yourself. And when that comes to you this week, whether it's later today or whether it's Monday or Tuesday what you need to do is you need to say no I've been touched I've been healed I've been released and I'm going to stand on what God does and literally you got to get stubborn you got to get stubborn no he touched me I'm better you say well what about no and 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 literally fight it As if it was something God you were getting, because it is, and somebody's trying to take it away from you. He's like, no, no, no. No, no, no. He gave that to you too. And you're going to go, well, I shouldn't. No, you just say, no. He gave it to me. As simple as that. God gave you something. He touched you. When you start to doubt, you say, no, no. I know He did it. Even if you didn't feel anything, God still does something. So I came in obedience this morning, and I came to lay it down, so it ain't coming back on me. It ain't coming back on me. And how do you do that? You do it by coming. You do it by coming. So this week, your assignment is to come come to him. The first thing you do, don't turn on the TV. Don't get out a self-help book. Don't say, this is what, what do you say, Jesus? What do you say, Father? And I come to you. Talk to him. Psychologically, they say, that we are prone as humans to accept bad news and develop a reaction to that instead of accepting good news and the possibility of what can happen. That's what they say psychologically. I'm erasing that from you. And you're going to be the craziest, most expectant, wildest dreamers that you say, you know what? It just might happen. Amen? Amen? There's some cake back there. It's blessed. Have a cupcake on me. Actually, it's not on me. It's on somebody else. But we're going to celebrate and party. God bless you. Have a great week.